Study Break. I'm your host, Danelle, and today we are joined by... Sarah! <laughs> Sarah is a returning guest on the podcast. He was here, for those of you who listened to our Back to School episode, you probably recognize her. And today our topic is, we're going to be discussing all things bookish. Um, there's kind of a comeback or renaissance of books going on currently on TikTok and all forms of social media. And I thought... Who would be better to get on this podcast than Sarah, who I talk about books with all the time? So Sarah, go ahead and reintroduce yourself. Okay, um, my name's Sarah. I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina, and I read a lot. <laughs> so since we're going to be talking about books, Sarah, why don't you go ahead and talk about books and you personally? Like, what is your current favorite book or genre? Just a little about a bit about you and your like reading journey my current favorite genre for like forever has always been like fantasy I think it's because of like Harry Potter because I was one of those kids who first got into reading because of Harry Potter and then I went to Percy Jackson and then it just spiraled so fantasy is like my all-time like favorite genre but sometimes they can be a little bit more difficult reads so I like to read like romance books specifically like YA romance or even sometimes I like to read like historical fiction books but my current favorite book I would say is well my favorite all-time book would be the selection series have you read that I have not yet but it's all okay. you read it okay it's like it's like dystopian which I also love, by the way, like Hunger Games and that stuff. I love dystopia. And it's just such a cute romance. And the way Maxon, the love interest, is portrayed, it's just like, that's the ideal man, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, I'd say The Selection is my all-time favorite book. But recently, out of books I've read, oh, that's a tough one. Um, I would have to say... I really liked Aristotle and Dante discover the secrets of the universe. That's a good one. I couldn't get through the second one, though. I did not finish. I DNF'd it, which I hate doing. I hate not finishing books, but it's okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I just ranted for like 30 minutes straight. No, you're good. You're good. You dropped a lot on us, and I love that. Um, my current favorite book, I, I don't know. I feel like there's so many to choose from. I think I'm just going to go with the classic. It's Fahrenheit. I don't know why. It's like the only school book that I like actually enjoyed other than like The Great Gatsby and Catcher in the Rye. Fahrenheit 451? Mm-hmm. I think, no, listen to me. I think <laughs> I liked it because like how much it like challenged me reading, like reading wise. Mm-hmm. Because I used to read like a bunch of like Diary of a Wimpy Kid and Dork Diaries in middle school and stuff like that. And I would read, like, any book I could get my hands on. But, like, as I, I had a high reading level, of course, but then I kind of fell off because I wasn't reading books that challenged me. So when we were reading Fahrenheit for some reading, I had to, I read the first page and I went back, like, three times before I understood what I read. So. Yeah. I, I do, I usually enjoy school books a lot more than, like, most people do. Like, I remember in seventh grade, we read this book called Frightful's Mountain, which was a story about a parent falcon. And everyone was like, that was the most boring book I've ever read. And I was like, I love that book. Like, what are you talking about? I usually love school books, but 
I think it's just because like you I feel like it's like challenging me and so mm-hmm. and I I also enjoy like the discussions we have about books and like different you know things people talk about um different theories people can have can come up with I feel like it's really interesting it's really fun it really is but also I feel like I had the same outlook until we read it a separate piece freshman year I hated that book I'm so sorry I love a separate piece is my favorite school book we've ever read you're joking no I'm not joking okay I feel like to each their own when it comes to that book but it was like not my cup of tea I was like this book is not it for me I like when we read Lord of the Flies that year. That was interesting. Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies was pretty good. I think for me, the biggest thing was just like, I don't feel like humanity would actually go that quickly into being insane without like resources. But um, maybe, I don't know. I haven't actually lived through that. So maybe if we were not on the island you'd survive pretty well but me personally on an island I know I'd be forced to go (laughs) (laughs) me too I'd be like oh my god I cannot talk no wi-fi I'm gone like immediately I'm sorry Mm -hmm. that sounds like such a first world statement I apologize yes sorry (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna move into challenges still under (laughs) sorry I'm sick you're good um actually let's just go into book slumps let's talk about some book slumps have you ever experienced a book slump when you're reading oh my god a book slump when you're reading quite the tongue twister but quite the tongue okay sorry (laughs) yeah I get into a lot of book slumps like that especially I feel like during the school year it's really hard for me to have the motivation to read like when I'm already reading like a school book and when I have all that homework and all the extracurriculars I do because I am jam-packed I have as if you've seen the school like episode you'll know I do a lot of extracurriculars I take AP level classes so I have a lot of homework and a lot of everything so I feel like when I have time to relax usually I don't immediately be like, oh, let me pick up my book. I'm more like, oh, let me scroll my phone. Oh, let me take a nap. So the school year has definitely affected like how often I read. Um, what about you? Have you experienced a book slump? Quite a few, especially during the school year. I like often when like my friends are like, oh, I have this book that I think you'll really like. I'll be like, wait until we have a break, please. Because I just like, cannot do it and like you said there's like so much extracurriculars and the workload we have is a lot not as much you have but it's a lot and um yeah current I was reading fourth wing during Thanksgiving break and I have yet to finish it and it's December so I have that book it's on my TBR (laughs) you do oh gosh do you do have like the physical copy and you're just waiting to open it yes it's rotting on my bookshelf currently but I have so many books I bought from like years ago that are still on my bookshelf and have yet to be picked up. Oh my gosh, they're so broke for that. I see those TikToks where they like they have their bookshelf and they're like, turn over the books you haven't read. I'd be like, mine is pretty barren compared to yours. But I have my bookshelf at my dad's house is where I keep most of my books. I keep most of my like favorite books there 
all my like diary of a wimpy kid books get shoved into the closet and stuff <laughs> but my bookshelf it has like four levels like four big levels and the bottom three are like all books I've read but the top one is just like my entire TBR list and it's really bad I love that. I keep them separated as well. I have my like little nightstand with two reds because they're like right beside me and I can pick them up. And then I have my like actual shelves with my like notes and everything. Yeah. But, yeah. I've yet to reach my Goodreads quota for this year, but we're going to keep pushing. I don't have, I have this app. Um, let me, let me see what it is. But one of the YouTubers I watch um, has this app and I like it a lot more, the format of it. What's it called? It is called Storygraph. It's like not sponsored, but <laughs> oh, I just love the way it's like formatted and stuff. It's really cool. The way I'm only like half of my goal for the year is kind of embarrassing. But, no, yeah. that's like everybody moving into like exactly what you said. It's hard to read during school. If you could like implement some tips to help you. Like, whether it be just, like, reading 10 books, whatever you can, or other piece of advice you have for people who are going through the same thing, like, students who are our age who mm -hmm. are reading, but don't have the time. If you are going through a book slump and don't have the time to read, my biggest advice is, like, I always do this, is read, like, a level under you. So you could, usually for me, that means I pick up, like, a YA cheesy romance book and Usually it's done in less than a week. But if that means picking up Diary of a Wimpy Kid or like a comic, like those comic books, like the Smile ones or Heartstopper or Dork Diaries, then I feel like, you know, just do that. Pick up a really, really easy book for you to read. And then once you read the story, you're going to start to want to read a little bit harder ones or maybe you'll want to stay on that level or... Maybe you're like me and you choose the cheesy romance, like YA books that are just like three days and you're done. But I just would say pick an easy book, just kind of force yourself to read one page, just one page. And usually you get into it and you read a lot more than you think you will. But that's my advice. Great. That is great advice. Just like Sarah was saying, kind of force yourself to get into those books that maybe you think you're above at that time but you're not like I literally just said that I was having a bit of a book slump and I was like oh beach read it's a little long but you know let me read through it and I blasted through that book because it was just a quick little read a literal I, beach read same author I'm trying to think the the people we meet on vacation I think yes. I did it with that one like over the summer because I went in a book slump over the summer but oh my so. gosh we're I love here. her what's her name Emily Henry I think Is that Emily her? Henry yes I I absolutely I love her books I love them so much so Emily Henry guys read her books get on to it oh my gosh August August is his name August August Everett is mentioned in like almost every other Emily Henry book so I love that she'll like do that like she'll like mention characters from her other books I, I love think. when authors do that it's so cool I think that's it's like they're all in the same universe, and I love that. Yes. What I don't recommend is do not pick up a Colleen Hoover book. Boo. I'm sorry. That was Stop. a good No, no, no. But, like, credits to Colleen. Col is it Colleen or Col? I don't know. Miss Hoover, bro. Credits to her because, because, let me explain. 
when I was, when book talk was just starting to go a little bit crazy, and you know how It Ends With Us was going a bit wild at that time? I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I haven't read in a bit. Let me just pick, it, pick this book up. I read it, and I was like, this book is not like a cheesy little fun read. It's like emotional. Why is everybody mm-hmm. like putting it up there? But that kind of started a domino effect, and I started reading more. So like, credits to her, but like, no yeah we don't support her (laughs) not in this household there have been a few book talk books I've like picked up and I've read and I've been like this is not good like okay I'm sorry (laughs) why you dude the only book talk book that I was like this slap so hard is a good girl's guide to murder I'm not even gonna lie I haven't read that book yet you actually gave me that for my birthday it's on my tbr show but um I'll read it after I finish my current read, which I don't want to stay say on this podcast. Okay, <laughs> you're rough for that, but yeah, the the books on my Kindle they are books. Um, <laughs> we're gonna move into our topic, our main topics. So we're gonna go ahead and start off with the downfall of reading. Um, I'll ask you this question so we can ponder it for a bit. How has technology affected reading and or your current reading levels? A lot to say simply I feel like I mean I feel like a lot of people will pick the easy way out like when I was saying earlier when I'm in book slumps and I like slow down and have time to relax then usually my brain goes oh let me just watch TikTok or let me scroll on Instagram instead of actually picking up my book and being like doing something a little bit more um valuable with my time to me if you prefer to watch tiktoks and scroll through instagram to each their own but to me i would rather be reading i just find it easier to like to go on social media or go on my phone yeah partly because you know like social media is so accessible and it's like with a book Mm -hmm. i feel like you got to be in the right mindset not um state of mind but like books are kind of like you have to be in like a all mood to start reading them maybe like I don't get mad and start picking a book and start reading you know it's mm-hmm. like you can do that with like music and Instagram and TikTok and whatever you want so not. you can go in your older and say sad and the, just the TikToks you favorite for when you need to cry so so real so, <laughs> I, I feel like it, that's my number one word on this podcast real 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 I sound like a robot um anyways do you have any positives associated with that too or no? I feel like one positive of technology is there's definitely a lot more access to books. Like on lot there's like online reading. Um I don't personally online read, so I don't know what it's called. Um there's audiobooks and there's a lot of audiobooks also on YouTube, like I feel like as someone who has needed audiobooks to get through like my AP Gov school books um, last year, <coughs> sorry, I, I am against Audible. They charge way too much for audiobooks. You can find low quality audiobooks on YouTube for free. And they get the job done just as well. 
I don't care if it's a little staticky in the background because you're still reading to me a boring book. So Sarah does not discriminate. Yeah, I don't discriminate. <laughs> I think what you said about audiobooks is so true, especially like during the school year when you have to read books and you just don't have time and you need to be doing a billion other things. So you just plug in an audiobook and start reading. Mm -hmm. I love audiobooks. Like when you don't have time, put on an audiobook. I'm the type of person who follows along with the audiobook, but you can do, you can get stuff done listening to an audiobook. I'm, I love audiobooks. So if, if you have the money, then maybe like, an online website would be a good investment if that's something that you do a lot. But for me, I just find the YouTube audiobooks. Yes. Um, also, Spotify does the same where you can get audiobooks if you have premium now, but you have limited amount of listening hours. And I wish I realized this before I started reading, reading, listening to my book because I'm like a couple chapters left and it's like, you're out of listening hours. And I'm like, hmm, I never know when I'm going to finish it but it's okay yeah me do you have like what you said about like digitally reading do you mean like you don't like reading off of like computer or is it like do you feel like you would have a different opinion if you had like a kindle or how do you feel about that I mean personally it just it doesn't really work for me reading off like um online because I remember over like covid we would my mom would get a lot of like things like held at the library that were like digital versions of it of a book <clears throat> and I and I read it it just to me it didn't I didn't like it as much personally I mean obviously to each their own but for me it just I get headaches really easily and the blue light gave me a headache but um I do like that you can access books via like computers or Kindles because it makes books a lot more accessible to a lot of people, especially since besides like libraries, if you're looking for a book, sometimes it's really expensive and you can't find it anywhere. And so I, I do like the idea of it. It just personally doesn't work for me. That's a very like cool perspective I used to have the same one until last year when my dad graciously gifted me a Kindle and I was like okay Kindle not Kindle but yeah I've been I mean it's it's cool because you can download books whereas if you go like buy four books at Target that's like a hundred dollars you know but you can download mm -hmm. as many as you want and just send them to your Kindle and you'll be all right but yeah yeah yeah, that's the worst part about being a reader is when you want to own a book and you're like, it's so expensive. Yes, and then you want to apply to like a bookstore to work, but they don't even accept anyone. That makes me well, so literally me, like when I was looking for a job, I applied to like Barnes and Noble's Books a Million and they never got back to me. So they were fake. Me either. <laughs> At all. Um, yes. I was hoping during the holiday season, but. Um, we're going to go into some uh, growing up with books because we kind of need to start becoming more relatable. Um, what ch childhood books did you enjoy other than the ones that we mentioned, like Dork Diaries and Diary of a Wimpy Kid? Ooh, I oh my gosh. 
There's this one book I loved growing up. I read it for my third grade class, and then I read it again like three different times after that. It's called Because of Winn-Dixie. Winn-Dixie is like a grocery store, but it's about a dog who was named after a grocery store. Um, <coughs> sorry. Um, and I think the reason I love it so much is because my dad was was not, is not a reader at all. But I read that book to him because I was a third grader and I was like, I want to read this book for you. And I would do like voices for the characters. And it was just a great bonding experience with my dad. So um, because of Winn-Dixie, that's like one of my favorite childhood books. That is so sweet. What the heck? I was not <laughs> expecting that. <laughs> yeah, there's a, a backstory to that one. Oh, my um, my grandma, she had like this giant book that was full of like childhood fairy tales, and a lot of them I hadn't heard before. So when my little sister was born, I was like five years old, and I would take this gigantic book and I would read it to her in her crib. So those little <laughs> that's so sweet. Oh, stop it. Those those little stories really hit home whenever I read them again because you know I re- remember her being a little baby. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Do you remember those like fairy books that would have the names? Of- yeah, I read those. Those are so good. Yeah, there's one named Sarah that my my nanny got me. My nanny, as in my grandma. I didn't have a nanny. We call my grandma nanny, but my nanny got me for my birthday and I I think she had brown hair so I was just like when I'm older I'm just gonna dye my hair brown to be like her so sweet dude those like um what was like one that I'm trying to think of one that like made an impact on like my life um probably the ones where they're cringy but they have like good moral lessons like you know that mm-hmm. one where it's like everyone has a bucket over their head and what you do either like yes yes that like yeah. made me nicer I'm not even gonna lie not that I was ever mean but it's made me more conscious of my actions and my words and like rainbow fish that was yes, like rainbow fish like treat everyone the way you want to be treated type of thing so true bull kindness coded um for the mm-hmm. who don't get that, that's a Harry saying. I reference Harry stuff a lot on this podcast, and I'm starting to realize it. So I'm so sorry for the non-Harry fans who don't understand what I'm saying. Oh my gosh, you know what I realized? I feel like a lot of like Taylor Swift fans are readers. They are, though. Or writers. I, yeah, I think it's because... Everyone's going to hate me. But I think it's because Taylor's like a storyteller with with her songs so it's like you want to consume more stories you know yeah she definitely impacted how people write their songs she's like even a lot of people who are in the like top 40 right now are Taylor Swift fans like Conan Gray, Olivia Rodrigo all Mm -hmm. of them I spice even like (laughs) (laughs) oh my god let's talk about some a book talk we touched on it a little bit do you have any like opinions on book talk like what do you like or your dislikes like I have strong opinions on book talk um I guess the biggest thing for me is I think book talk is great I think that's a great way to share like it's just like a community of people that are just talking about books they like and 
agreeing and disagreeing and having debates and talking about characters they love and stuff like that. So I think overall, the idea of book talk is definitely a good community. But I feel like book talk has done to books what TikTok has done to songs, where certain like artists would cater their songs to go viral on TikTok. I feel like some authors would start catering their books to be stuff that could go viral on TikTok, which that has almost created a lot of very like similar books. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I feel like the best part of book talk is sharing all your different opinions and different unique like favorite books. So I felt like that is something that can be seen in the community a little bit, along with also book talk is very white. <laughs> um, a lot of it is like the creators are or the books are very, yeah, sorry, this is a tough topic to approach, but it's very like, not diverse and I feel like that's another thing that the book talk community needs to work on is sharing more books with more diverse characters or just stuff like that because I feel like that has created a little bit of bias in the book talk community so Definitely. yeah there's I mean as somebody who like would love to see representation when it comes to books it like book talk obviously lacks that and you know as an author you want a book to sell you want to make money off of something you're passionate about but mm -hmm. once you start to like cater towards algorithms and things like that it definitely feels a little out of touch and I think people yeah. like us who are a part not a part but like see that and see like mm -hmm. the, the book the Barnes and Nobles becoming like catered towards things like that and people who are like only looking for like certain genres like I know romance has spiked since book talk there's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that but you know sometimes you just want a good little fantasy read and not like it to have a subplot of another genre you know yeah and then there's like also the problem with book talk supporting a lot of YA books with more adult content like YA books are young adult they're made for teenagers so when they put like adult content in these books that are about like 16 or 17 year old characters it just gives me very bad vibes very icky vibes and it's just I'm sorry my today I'm not formulating my thoughts very well but um just having adult content and young adult books that are targeted towards teenagers and that are about teenagers is definitely not a good look for the author nor for the book talk community in itself so there's just a lot of things that could be worked on with the book talk community but I feel like the idea of it and the is definitely a good one to share your likes and dislikes of different books but the execution is what needs to be worked on I could not have put it better myself, definitely. I mean, we kind of fallen off when it came to, like, censorship. Like, why are, uh, like, books with such mature themes purposely, like, cater towards young people? Like, 
why are mm -hmm. there colors that a child would be interested in in cute cartoon covers that would pique a child's interest on these yeah. like icebreaker not to call icebreaker out but Oh yeah, my. that is what my brain went to is icebreaker. Like, how are you going to put cutesy cartoons on books that are targeted towards young adults? So that is like 13 year olds. You're going to put these cutesy little covers and make a book targeted towards 13 year olds and they're going to read it and they're going to be scarred for life. Yeah, it's terrible. And, you know, online parents can censor that type of stuff and they can see what their child is watching or looking at. But no parent is going to be reading over a child's shoulder when they're like reading a book. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, I saw a little kid have theirs on their wish list, and the comments were like, that's not the book for you. So I guess they're ha bringing some awareness towards it, but it's still very disappointing and disheartening to see. Yeah. I mean, to people who love Icebreaker, you know, it's fine. We're just saying that it should not be targeted towards yeah. why. That, it, it, yeah. books. like the YA books we grew up with are like Harry Potter and Percy Jackson and Dork mm -hmm. Diaries and Diary none of these books had mature themes but they were just as popular yeah and, and they also like taught lessons too like not to be like <laughs> to be like cringy but they did like all the all the stuff in those books were like could help you in a way or could reflect upon yourself but I feel like YA books now are very not representative whether it be in terms of just things that happen in your life or it be in terms of how it doesn't represent like marginalized groups YA books now are just not what they used to be yeah definitely um Great, we, we covered everything I wanted to talk about and specifically book talk. So we're gonna get, oh, do you have something to add to that? No, I thought you were meant the whole thing and I was like, we're mi we missed something, but never mind. No, we, we have not. We're gonna get into like, I think one of our last topics, but let's talk about some book to movie adaptations. Was that the topic you were- Yeah, that was the topic I was thinking. I was like, wait, we skipped this one. What are like, your opinions on books <laughs> being turned into movies? Um, okay. I was like, I have opinions and now I feel like I'm being put on the spot. But um, I overall, I think they're a good thing. I think that, that, I don't know. I just, I think that they're a good thing to turn books into movies because it just reaches a bigger audience. And for people who love the books so much and want to see them in real life, like that's a great thing for them. Um. However, the casting on some of these books to movie adaptations are a little bit special. I'm looking at you, it ends with us. Um, love you, Blake Lively, love you to pieces, but she's supposed to be like 28. Yeah, and Blake Lively is not 28, but that is okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there are definitely, there are a few like movie adaptations I like more than the books, specifically the Harry Potter ones. Controversial. Very controversial, but I, the Harry Potter books, I read the whole series, but there were just some things I just was like, oh, this is so boring. Like the fifth book, I literally had a one year break between the middle of the fifth book. Like I could not finish that book. Cause one, it's long, two, 
it was kind of boring and three it was difficult to understand so I was like but um the movie I love that movie that's like one of my favorites of the Harry Potter movies my favorite is the prisoner of Azkaban and I will stand by but... me too that's the third one right yeah that's the third one it's me too I think it's I don't know I just it's like it's a cutesy adventure one before we get all the really bad drama. Yeah, before we get into like the Dark Lord and all that stuff. Yeah, I'm not before... in Harry Potter, I can say Voldemort. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the Dark Lord. <laughs> the Dark Lord, like he's gonna come and haunt me. Goodbye. No, for real, bro. The way they were so dramatic when Harry would say Voldemort, they were like, "That oh he who should not be named." It was like, calm yourself. Okay. That's so funny. Do you like, like Harry was like the only one Voldemort would actually know if he was being called Voldemort because they had that like Horcrux thing going on, but nobody else would Voldemort know if they were like said Voldemort instead of the Dark Lord or he who should not be named. So that was just exactly. extremely dramatic. They were playing <laughs> like some type of him. They were acting like he was among them constantly. It was so funny. Mm-hmm. I got my like siblings onto Harry Potter, but I don't let them watch it without me. So then, whenever I'm out there, they're like, "Did you watch Harry Potter?" No. Mm-mm. You may not. Oh my. Speaking of like stuff we've already spoke about is Percy Jackson. I did not like the book to movie adaptations, and now I'm so glad that they're making the TV series. I'm like so grateful for it. You don't like the Percy Jackson movies? I okay they were like they were fine but they like excluded a lot of details it the casting these were supposed to be like 14 year olds and they looked like in their 20s so agreed it was supposed to be like a children's book adaptation but I don't know they did skip out a lot of stuff especially was it the lightning thief that they like completely missed the mark on yeah just like I think there was three or was there three or two what's there be like all five there was the first one and then the water one and then the lightning thief one I think the lightning thief one is the first one. Oh, um then two okay but I I, I saw the first one in the I forgot what the second one's called but uh, I know, I know it. I swear, guys, I'm not a fake fan. I've I've read like almost all of his book series, but that also can talk about that shows even more of like book talk being very white and discriminatory because when they casted Annabeth as a non-blonde, blue-eyed actress, there was a lot of discourse and hate just sent to the actress who plays her and that just like that shows even more how stuff like book talk and social media and stuff is still predominantly very white and discriminatory and that's just like yeah it's for sure a call out because you know we live in like um a diverse city and we go to like diverse school but then you realize like you're not the majority and it's kind of sucks to see that when you go on like book talk and you see people who look like you getting hated on it's just like come on you know it's not even only books it's like when Rachel Zegler was cast as Cinderella oh my gosh 
Bro, people were literally hate. Okay, the thing she said about like how some like or Snow White. It was Snow White about how she said like Snow White used to like scare her when she was little. Like, I feel like that's completely reasonable. Like, there were scenes in Disney movies that would scare me when I was little, and everyone was like, "Oh, she should not be Snow White. Like, she's such a hater." And then she also was saying like. I mean, Snow White has a, like, the original story has a lot of things wrong with it. Specifically, she's, like, 14 and her love interest is, like, 28. But there's a lot of things wrong with Snow White. Snow White. So for her to be, like, yeah, like, I feel like it's not the best, like, I don't know how to describe it. For Rachel Ziegler to be, like, yeah. Snow White isn't is kind of a messed up movie concept and we're going to change it a little bit I feel like the hate she got from just saying that was so extreme and it definitely had more to do with people choosing to dislike her because of like who she is and not because of what she actually said Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, um whenever you yeah. pause, I'm just like, oh my god, I definitely said something like really stupid. <laughs> no, no, you did not. I was I was thinking back while you were talking. I was like, I definitely said Cinderella, not Snow White, but we're gonna go past that. Yeah, I don't <laughs> Cinderella. Okay. My yeah. my formal apologies. I do not mean Cinderella. I don't know what was going on with that. But yeah, it was lovely having this this conversation with you um Sarah do you have anything else you want to tell the viewers before we get going um read great advice (laughs) read there's so many health benefits I was literally listening to Emma Chamberlain's podcast and she was like oh I don't know I don't really listen to her podcast anymore but today I was listening to it and she was like reading has so many health benefits and I know we didn't get into it directly because this is like a like a teen podcast and I and I guarantee you guys probably don't want me to list out out all the benefits of reading but it can improve your quality of life a lot so for sure yeah even like just like self-help books I mean personally like for me I I say that a lot I say personally like for me I feel like that's kind of um redundant yeah but personally I don't use self-help books that much but every now and then there is a thing that like will stick with me so self-help books and that will be all for today's episode thank you so much Sarah for joining me today yes of course you might see her on a future episode I'm not sure what follow Sarah on Instagram do you want to plug your Instagram again Sarah it's just Sarah Dockrell on Instagram, S-A-R-A-H-D-S-E-K-R-I-L-O. And it's the same on TikTok. Mine is the same as always, Amalto Alley on all platforms. And follow Study Break on all platforms, Apple Music, Spotify, whatever you want to, at Study Break Podcast. And yeah, make sure you tune in every Wednesday. Um, we're switching off with the new hosts every other Wednesday. So tune in whenever you'd like. And that's it. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.